Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. This Friday, clear schedule, shackled, hate five six. They're doing a stream. There's a lot of awesome stuff going on with that. So please pay attention and make sure to show up and support the stream. I'm definitely looking forward to watching Shackled live. Also, this Friday, Warn coming out of the Scranton Wilkesbury area. Pre-orders for the Human Work LP will be live and also there will be a new song premiere so please make sure to check that out and support warn also on february 5th there will be a new mouse of the palace tape dropping and i'm super stoked to check that out i love mouse of the palace i'm a huge fan of everything that bob wilson does so please make sure to support that also payback discography coming soon on cd new striker ep coming out and like i always say if you haven't had a chance yet please go boot up spotify bandcamp apple music and go check it out and please like i always say if you're not following from within records on twitter or instagram do yourself a favor go hit that follow button and stay up to date with all the awesome news so please support from within records because they support us on today's episode we track down my buddy Jake Rhodes plays in some awesome bands, Payday, Ingrained, and my new favorite band, Youngest Son. They just put out a record a couple weeks ago, and if you haven't had a chance yet, and if you like older style pop punk, if you like stuff that sounds like Alkaline Trio, the Ataris, Bayside, I highly recommend you check out Youngest Son. They have everything streaming on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music. It's super sick. And I just want to give a special shout out to my buddy, Jamie Davis, for putting me onto the band. He drums for them. He sent me the tracks early and I was blown away. So I wanted to track down the brains behind it all. So shout out to Jake for being down to come on the podcast. He's in the UK right now. So I I really appreciate him taking the time to do the podcast because there is such a big time difference. So I I seriously uh, appreciate him taking his time to do the podcast with me. And it was really fun to be able to talk to him about the bands that he's currently in and just about life. We talked about video games, Alex Jones, which gets pretty out there, but seriously, I I enjoy talking to Jake and I can't wait to see the growth of youngest son. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So please, without further ado, welcome Jake Rhodes to the show. live welcome to the podcast jake how's it going it's going all right man how's your day going it's going good i I was telling you uh, before we started recording that i've been battling food poisoning for like this past week so this is like my first day back where i feel fine so i'm I'm stoked that we're here doing the podcast i'm pretty stoked too man okay so i want to go back to um where i first heard about you it was um it's probably like a couple months ago our uh, mutual friend, uh, shout out Jamie Davis, 
he he had texted me and he was like yo um check out these these songs like i, I just recorded uh, drums on them like tell me what you think and he sent me some of the um, youngest son song songs excuse me and i was like uh, you know blown away i was like holy shit like i didn't know that you were even uh you know in a band uh with that style or anything because you know uh, talking to jamie and being friends with him i've only known him to be in hardcore bands so when he sent me those songs i was completely taken by surprise and i was super curious and i i just had to know everything about that and then that's where he told me about you he's like yeah like my friend uh you know um, in town and he just wanted to get this done real quick so we, we just like whipped it up and uh, and I was like, damn, that's like so awesome. And that's where I became curious about you and asked about you. And that's how um, you ended up here on the podcast. It's because I, I heard those youngest son songs and I was like an instant fan. That's sick, man. Yeah. That whole, uh, youngest son came about in a really weird, quick way. I just randomly hit Jamie up and then sent him some shitty phone recordings of just the riffs. And then we, I think we practiced once and then scheduled recording and then snuck it in there and had it all done in like five hours. It's pretty wild. Yeah, and you were, because uh, uh, right now you're, you're overseas in the UK, but uh, were you just like randomly home for like vacation or like why were you home at that um, you know, random period in time? Uh, so my daughter lives in the States with her mom and that was pretty much because of work and the whole, you know, world shutting down because of COVID. It was like my last minute window to get home to try to see my kid. Cause I hadn't seen her in over a year. So it was like kind of going back to see family. And then I had my daughter for about three weeks and then I had like a couple days to chill and then knock out some stuff. Oh, wow. That's, that's crazy. Okay. Well, at least it sounds like you, you made the uh, most of your time being back here in the States. Yeah, it was pretty packed. And so are you originally from uh, the Richmond area? Yeah, I grew up in Southside. Okay. And and when you were writing the, the riffs for um, Youngest Son, uh, was Jamie the drummer you always had in mind to um, help out with the recordings? Um, I wouldn't say originally. It was kind of... I had a, an idea for an other band... That was a little bit more towards uh, Manchester Orchestra or a later era brand new that I was messing around with songs. And then <clears throat> I found out I was going back and I thought about recording. And uh, originally it was just going to be me and Sam, the guy who recorded, but he hit me back and was like, I haven't played drums in a while. I don't think I can do it. And then I started getting really into some other bands, like the, the main imp- Sorry, that was my phone. My bad. It's all good. Uh, once I got like the other influences, so like the movie life and early saves, and uh, I'm the avalanche. That's when I thought about Jamie, because it was just one of those things where we realized we've known each other for years, probably close to like 15 years. Mm-hmm. We had never like done anything musically, but we've both been involved with bands and stuff. So I just hit him up because I knew he'd be down because he's he's into that shit. Yeah, well, I'm really stoked uh, that it, uh, you know the way that everything came out. But, uh, but I'm curious, uh, was there ever any thought of it being like a UK-based band since uh, you know you, that's where you spend most of your time these days? Uh, not this one. Uh, I was doing. I'm in two bands in the UK right now, and then I mean, I leave in five months. 
So I kind of just originally thought of this one to be a studio band and it's still kind of, I don't know if it's going to go any further than he and I and our friend Mac, you know, recording some more stuff. I don't really know if it's ever going to make it to a live band just because the world is kind of shut down and I'm going to be displaced. But yeah, uh, I like expressly wanted it to be not UK. I wanted it to be all people from Virginia. Okay. That's, uh, I, I'm really curious cause uh, you know, you're, you're saying that you're not sure if this will ever, uh, you know, be anything other than like a studio band that actually makes me a little sad. Cause I, all I want is to, uh, you know, see you guys live. Cause I, I seriously have jammed, uh, the, those three songs so many times and I, I, I'm like super into the music. So I, I would hope at some point I'd be able to see you guys live and, uh, you guys take it, uh, you know, further than just being a studio band. Yeah, if, if the cards align, like I'm not against it. I find out where I move next in a couple weeks, and it's either going to be Georgia or Nevada. So if, it, if I end up in Nevada, it's going to be a little bit harder to to do a lot. But yeah, I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. Damn. And I, I'm, I'm just curious. So I'm, how long have you been in the UK? I've been in the UK since 2013. Wow, 2013, that's a long time. Holy shit. Yeah, that's an eternity. Yeah, and uh, so when you first got placed out there, was that were you like stoked um, or are you still stoked that you're in the UK or at this point are you just ready to come home? Yeah, the novelty's worn off. I'm ready to, to come back to America. Uh, I was super stoked because I had like always, I don't know why, but ever since I was a little kid, I like wanted to live in England for some reason. So like I got here and it was pretty sick. There's a, a lot of other reasons why it was sick. And then it just, like I said, the novelty wore off. Uh, eight years is just way too long to be overseas. Yeah, no, I, I, I could see, um, you know, when you're somewhere for, for that long, yeah, like you, you kind of uh, get to see and do all the things that you want because, yeah, you know, eight years, that, that's almost a decade. And that's like, oh, you know, plenty of time to, uh, you know, see and do stuff. And I'm sure. Uh, you know, with, with your family and all, like a lot of your friends here back in the states, I'm sure you'd want to, you know, get back here as soon as you can. Yeah, that's that's the goal is to get back. So I'm I'm curious about your you your UK bands. Like, once you leave, is, is that a wrap for the band, or are they going to continue on without you? Uh, so uh, one of them, I'm not like an original member. I joined. It's called Payday. It's a like a clevocore straight edge band. Mm. Uh. We haven't really talked about it, but I, I couldn't imagine they're going to stop. Like it's, they'll just find another guitar player. And then uh, the other band uh, is called Ingrained, and I haven't really decided. I've talked to the some of the members of it, and they won't feel slighted if I keep going with it. But I don't know. I might feel bad, or it just feels like weird. It's like, all right, now, now Ingrained is you know an American band. I, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it could be like a like a weird spot to just yeah, um, yeah, ingrained formerly of the UK now in the states. Yeah. Um, but I I, I like ingrained. I I I really enjoyed the music. I haven't had a chance to listen to, to, to the other band because I, I wasn't familiar with that one. But uh, I, I'm definitely a fan of, of the stuff that um, ingrained has put out. You guys, were, you know, were busy, uh, you know, with two releases in 2019. Uh, just curious, did you guys just take 2020 off because of what was going on in the world? Uh, we did one thing in 2020, which is kind of what 
uh, was the final spark to make me do a band like Youngest Son. We uh, recorded a cover of Agent Orange. Okay. For uh, this uh, the coming strife that a covers comp, and he like sent me the list before and we were we were gonna cover Unbroken, uh, Absentee Debate, and at the last second we changed our mind and I saw that another band on this cover comp was covering the Smiths, so I was like, okay, so it won't be like out of place if we cover something you know a little left field for us to be a band that is basically a turmoil worship band and cover Agent Orange is pretty random but i recorded it and i like showed it to a couple friends and uh the first two like responses i got back about that cover was i need to do a band like that so that's when i was like okay maybe i should try that but uh we were supposed to record an lp and never got around to it just because everything shut down uh the studio that we work with is called fuzz brain uh that burnt down actually like two or three days after we recorded the agent orange cover but it was just hard to link up and practice and get the songs down mm-hmm. so, so we just never did much i think we played like one show in the early parts of 2020 but so you're saying that you guys do have new songs you just didn't have a chance to record them yeah i got i got some in the in the bag about an lp's worth uh a couple of them are recorded. We were going to re-record the demo songs. A couple of them, but mm-hmm. interesting. Well, man, I well, I hope at some point, um, you know, you you don't just let those kind of sit around in the vault. You kind of get a chance to put them out at some point, maybe. Yeah, it'd be nice to do it with uh, my friend Seb, who has been drumming in the band since it started. I'd like I would prefer to do it with him. So if we could figure out a way to remote record it. That would be sick. Yeah, I'm sure with uh, technology technology these days, like that shouldn't be a big problem. You know, we just have to wait till things are a little more safe and more open. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Okay, so uh, so that uh, cover that you guys did that is what kind of sparked you. I'm youngest son. You never had an idea to start a band like that before. I'd like tossed the idea around, but. I've never been like really that sold on my own like vocal abilities. And then also I've always like listened to bands like that and been like, I feel like it would be weird to sing over some of those riffs. So I'd never like actually tried it. All the, like the band that I tried to do before youngest son, that was a not hardcore band. The songs are written almost like with open chords, just slightly distorted. So it wasn't as like punk driven or fast. And yeah, it's, it's like, it's different to put yourself out there in a hardcore band because you're shouting. So you have like that, that, you know, aggressive veil where you're like saying really vulnerable things, but also like you're shouting them. So it doesn't feel as like, I don't feel as uh, exposed, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I I definitely get what you're saying, um, but I'm curious about the the, the three songs um, on the record that you guys put out. Uh, I, I feel like the, for me, the first track, uh, "Deathbed on Evergreen Way," is probably my favorite. It, I was curious if you could go into detail about what that song's about. Uh, it's kind of a hodgepodge of things, really. Uh, so it's like half about 
anxiety and like overthinking having like anxiety attacks like my brain's a sharpened blade it severs what keeps me so sane is like i have a really sharp mind as in it's i take things to heart and read into things more than i should because i feel like i'm smarter than my surroundings if that makes sense like i feel like people are trying to get over on me a lot and um the beginning part is kind of about refusing to acknowledge that a potential relationship is just not going to happen and then the course is um just basically me saying like i'm unlucky god's cruel idea of love is proving i'm not good enough it's kind of like a me saying i'm unlucky Damn, that's yeah. I I read those lyrics and <clears throat> excuse me, and yeah, I I just uh, sometimes I I, I feel like uh, I'm just like on this uh, quest for like finding true love if it even exists. That's like you know this like uh, this thing that I have because I, I watch like too many like romantic comedies and I just like refuse to uh, you know settle when it comes to uh, dating girls and um, yeah. So I, I'm always like fascinated with. Um, any kind of you know songs or like any kind of form of like art when it comes to uh, having to do with love or you know sadness yeah that's those are pretty strong muses for me uh pretty much all of the next songs for youngest son are coming out are uh, very bayside-esque just kind of bitter about things not working out <laughs> So uh, I'm curious. You mentioned uh, the, the next song is coming out. Uh, is that going to be happening anytime soon, or can you talk about how many songs we can be expecting? Um, me and Jamie are going to try to put together one song, maybe next month. I don't know if it'll be out next month, but he's going to get in the studio, and I'll send like a ghost track and him record drums over it and then he'll send it back to me and then i have recording capabilities like bedroom recording capabilities so i can at least do like direct input guitars and then i'd have to like send them to my friend to get them reamped but we'll probably do one and then sit on that for a little bit until i move back because then i want to do an ep which i currently have seven songs for the ep Okay. Hell yeah. That's, that's awesome news. I, uh, obviously, like I said earlier, I love the, the three songs that you guys put out and I'm, I'm definitely wanting more. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, hearing those, uh, you know, new songs whenever they drop. Yeah. I'm looking forward to recording. them. be good. All this idle time over here. I'm just going to keep writing more. And I'm, I'm curious, uh, for youngest son, like, where do you draw your inspiration from? uh sonically or all together uh, just like like sonically like your lyrical content everything um so i, I referenced bayside a little bit ago um i'm not sure i kind of just like do my own thing and the funny part is the way youngest son ended up sounding is not how it sounded in my head when i originally wrote the songs so it kind of sounds way more I guess like late nineties punk type of stuff, uh, like Tony Hawk pro skater soundtrack sounding, which wasn't how it sounded in my head. So it was really interesting when it all came out. I was like, okay. So that's how this actually sounds. Uh, and then once I listened to that, I just kind of like leaned into that sound 
And I don't know. I just kind of, I take influence from all over the place and it kind of comes out in its own weird ways. Cause I've been listening to a lot of stuff like Alkaline Trio and Silverstein, uh, Bayside, the Ataris, the Offspring, Green Day. And I just like derive from there. And then lyrically, I don't know. I just kind of, I've been like writing poetry and lyrics and stuff since I can remember. So I kind of just do my own thing. And is it weird for you to actually, um, you know, put your lyrics out there and um, have them on a song? <clears throat> Excuse me, since you've been writing poetry for for so long. Sometimes, I think out of the three, I mean, that acoustic one would be the one where I was like, "This is real uh, moody" compared to the other one, so I was a little apprehensive, but also was just gonna send it, and see how it went. <clears throat> One thing I was curious about is that, uh, you know, the three songs on the record, they all sound uh, different. Was that important for you to show that, you know, you, know, you guys have different ranges and that um, you didn't have to just like, you know, put out three songs that sounded the same? Uh, I wouldn't say it's intentional. I'm just a little all over the place, I guess. It's not a bad thing because it's uh, yeah. makes it, uh, you know, fun for me to listen to because uh, I, I, I'd like knowing that you guys have that range and you could do different sounds. Yeah, yeah I get that. We, I think the songs for the EP have a pretty good dynamic range to them as well. Some songs are very, like you can hear the tenseness and the, because um, I have like, I've worked out some demos with like program drums and stuff. So I can kind of get an idea of how I want songs to sound and the things are around and then kind of bounce it off Jamie to see if he fucks with how it's going or if he wants to change different things. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's some songs that sound like happy aside from the lyrics and then there's some songs that sound like angry and they're faster and darker but it's not like it doesn't sound like two different bands well i'm you know definitely looking forward to hearing the new songs because i'm definitely curious to uh, hear what those you know darker stuff sounds like coming from uh, youngest son but uh also um the name of the band uh, where does that come from because i'm curious about you know the, the spelling of uh, the word son uh, so the spelling of the word sun is kind of just to be different. If I'm going to be honest, it, it wasn't, I've, I've like kind of ruminated on this to kind of figure out where it comes from. Cause I was literally hanging out with my sister who lives like way out in the countryside in Virginia. And we were driving, I think we were driving to my grandparents' house. It's like a, almost an hour long drive. And I was just like bounce. I didn't have a name yet that I like really liked. And I'm the youngest son. I'm the youngest child, period, in my family. And there was some... My whole family situation was a little tense. So it was kind of... Her and I were just talking about some things that happened in her past and just the state of the family and whatnot and how we've always kind of just been off on our own. And I don't know. I just like thought youngest son. I wrote it down in my little notes, thought about it, and then changed it to... S-U-N to be, I guess, poetic. I wish there's like more behind it. I'm not going to make up some story and say, oh yeah, something happened. And I like watched the sunrise and was like, oh, that's me. Like, no, it was. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really fine. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, damn for it. Just the, the actual story to me is fine. I, I, I appreciate it. I, I like the name. Thank you. 
and I, I always talk about this like uh, whenever new bands pop up and it's uh, surprising it's always surprising to me that bands are um, still able to find cool names that haven't been used yet yeah I, I think about that too like when I have been in other bands bands that almost became things or bands that you know we only got a demo out and it never went anywhere from there and I remember one I was in where one of the guys in it was just he it had to be a one word band name and that is ridiculously hard to sit there and try to like think of a one word band name that hasn't been used yeah but also like isn't something that people can't say or like will easily forget it's it's hard to come up with for sure yeah definitely rough i I, I always think about that and I, I just never want to be part of that process because it's just like you, you have to go and Google to see if it's been used before or if it's currently being used and yeah it's rough yeah and then some sometimes they get missed and um, I'm curious about the the cover art um, do you know who, who took that photo that is a photo by Daniel Parsons and was there a particular reason you guys uh, chose that photo from from her? So I hit her up because she did the True Love artwork. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite like band artworks ever. And she just was like, oh, I was on a trip and I'm going to get this uh, film developed and I'll send you a bunch of stuff. And I don't know, that one just kind of stood out because it had that vibe of a, uh, an older pop punk band before pop punk became like, you know, pirate noises and whatever the fuck happened to it. <laughs> so it's kind of like a a nod to Saves the Day because it's super similar to a Saves the Day cover. Like I was kind of worried that people would immediately be like, oh, this band is just ripping off Saves. And it just, I don't, it just stuck out to me. Yeah, well, I like it. You know, I, I feel like it goes... Uh goes well with the the color scheme of uh, the album cover so I'm, I'm definitely digging it thank you I was, I was worried people wouldn't give a fuck or like it um i don't know i i, I always like for me i, I always I'm trying to take a, a appreciate a, a appreciation of uh like the you know not just the the music, but I, I always like to uh, you know try to dig a little deeper when it comes to you know the the artwork and everything that comes along with the music. Because I feel like you know the the, the band is put in work and uh, certain things are picked for a reason. Um, in my mind, it's like not just there, just by you know just by uh, chance. Yeah. it's all there for specific reasons. So I, I'm always curious, and I, I always have to ask. So I and I, yeah. I appreciate that because I'm obviously um, you guys took the time to you know choose the photo and designed the, the artwork so i'm always uh, you know, yeah curious this one was also weird because of all the other bands i've done i've had an idea in my head before going in like it's I, like it pops in my head i have a clear idea of what i want and i didn't with this i had no clue had no ideas i just wanted to see a picture that like in my head immediately was like yep that's it that fits the sound and like you said you appreciate when the imagery is carefully selected i want to make sure the image kind of like accentuates the tone you know what i mean like you can sometimes look at the cover art of a band and know how they sound or like catch what the mood is going to be for the record Mm -hmm. 
this was the first time I've like just not had an idea. Usually I have too many ideas. And I'm, I'm curious, uh, since you guys have put out the, the, the songs, uh, have you gotten a lot of good feedback? Um, yeah. From the people that, that checked it out, I've got some random texts and DMs and people hit me up about it. And because I'm thinking about uh, you know the area that you're from, the um, Richmond area, there's definitely not a lot of bands that sound like Youngest Son out there. No, I don't. I don't know. I haven't heard any. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, to my knowledge, I feel like you guys are uh, you know out there just kind of doing your own thing um, with your sound. So, I I can definitely respect that, and I'm you know I'm hoping uh, people not just in your area, but just um, anybody who's uh, into that kind of music uh, takes the time to check you guys out because I feel like you know the the music you guys are doing for that style is uh, you know you guys are doing a really good job. Thank you. Yeah, I hope more people check it out. Um. Well, that, that's the big reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I want to because uh, I'm such a fan. I, I want to help spread the word and you know just try, try to put you out there and help get you in front of people who may not be aware yet. Are you still there? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm still there. Yeah, I mean, anything helps, bro. I'm glad to be on. So I'm, I'm just curious, uh, I, I, and I, I'm always such like a huge fan of um, bands doing music videos. Uh, do you think that would be a possibility? Something that you guys do in the future? Because I feel like with your guys's, um, you know, whole vibe, it would be super cool to see you guys do some sort of awesome music video in the future. So, I have an idea for like one of the songs that I've written, but like interest has to, there has to be enough interest in the band and it, like people paying attention to it for me to vest all of that energy and or money into making one but uh i've definitely thought about it like it would definitely be cool okay well i i seriously hope at some point uh you know uh, you get uh, enough interest toward that can happen because i feel like um just for, just for your style of music I, I feel like it would be just re- really awesome for you guys to have a music video yeah i think it would be pretty fitting yeah because I, I i do understand that it takes a lot of work and um, you know, uh, money uh, to to make that kind of stuff happen, but I, I feel like whenever a band takes that extra step and does a music video, it, it's just uh, makes them a little more special. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it shows you're you're invested in your work. Yeah, so I'm crossing my fingers that in the future, Youngest Son music video will drop. It'd be sick. Mm-hmm. Definitely be sick. Okay, so w- want to ask you about the um, UK scene because um, you mentioned earlier that you um, you know playing two bands out there uh, before the pandemic. Uh, can you talk about what it was like for your band uh, playing shows? Uh, and Grand only played a handful of shows, mm-hmm. um, and we honestly would get put on bills that you wouldn't expect us to be on. Like the the little, I'm not going to call it a click because there's not really. It's not really that clicky, but the bands we would play with were like Mastermind and Lawful Killing and more, um, how can I phrase it? More like traditional hardcore punk sounding stuff. And then there was like us, which is like a 90s metal core band. Uh, So we would usually just kind of latch onto them and like make like mixed bill sets. And then we played a couple times. Regulate came through and I played with them. I think our first show was a Regulate show. And 
I think we played Bat Tracks last London show. But generally, I mean, we were like opening band or maybe second band on the bill, and we would have a fitting reaction for that spot. Was it ever or like when the U.S. bands would come out? Would you ever like talk to them or like know them and be like, "Hey, like I'm I'm from the United States. I'm just out here for work." Yeah, if if I knew them or like had mutuals, I'd always like run by and talk to them. And was there ever any any thought of bringing those UK bands to the states? Which ones? Like uh, Mastermind and Lawful Killing. Oh no no I'm, I'm sorry I was talking about um <clears throat> excuse me um ingrained uh, not really we weren't really at the point to like talking about doing across the pond shows I don't know if that's what you're asking yeah 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 sorry yeah I, I was just curious if yeah because obviously I mean, you mentioned you guys only played a, a few shows but I was just curious if you ever thought that far ahead. We were just kind of taking it as we went. Yeah, because I know it's, it's always a, like a goal for like the bands in the U.S. to 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 travel to the um, you know to the U.K. or Japan. So I, I was always curious if you know like you guys from out there um, uh, had any strives or, or wanted to come out to the U.S. I mean, I thought it would be sick to like play a show in Richmond because I'm it being where I found hardcore started going to shows in Richmond. And, I've not been in a band that has played Richmond. So that would always be sick. But, uh, I mean, when Ingrain started, uh, the drummer is in another band called Stages in Faith and Warning, which both of those are way more active. Uh, and I, like I told Seb, like, you know, I, I work a full time job in the military and I can't like like touring and stuff is just not really a viable thing because of my work. So it's always kind of just been, I wouldn't say a local band, but it was always an on Island band. Okay. That's fair. But that's, I'm just glad that at least you have that realization and you knew from the very beginning that, you know, your your work is really important and you have to take that serious yeah it's uh pretty much your whole life when you're in the military it's a lifestyle and how long have you been in the military 11 years that's a long time that's literally over a decade yeah it's a hot minute man it feels like no time at all and a whole lifetime all at once it's kind of hard to describe yeah because you think about uh you know 11 years uh sometimes uh time just flies right by like even you think about last year 2020 i feel like the year like i feel like time moved like really fast at some points but then other points like you know during the summer moved kind of slow like last year was just kind of like a whole blur to me and yeah, considering how much time off I had, 2020 went by so quick. I'm curious, how much time off did you have? So we were doing like a week on, week off schedule. So I would work five days and then be off nine days, like counting the weekends. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, we did that for, we started it in March. It didn't end until like the end of July. 
and then uh, we started it again in December. And when you're um, uh, having these like week ons, um, like how many hours are you working in a day? I work anywhere from like, uh, it ranges. Some days I'm able to get out at like eight hours. Other days I'm there for 12 hours. I just have to uh, do boss shit, take care of random things that get thrown my way or put out little fires. I'm... Do you enjoy that schedule, the the week on, week off? Because I feel like I'm, because me working like a, a normal corporate job, I, I work Monday through Friday, which is like fine, not a big deal. But yeah, I I wouldn't mind working like a full week and then having like the next like you know week off. It's sick to an extent. It sucks because I don't have, like I don't like rest really because I don't know what's going on at work, and. I'm like responsible for everything that goes down. So I'm like constantly checking in. And then when I come in the next week, there's like shit that I wasn't told about that either I'm like about to hit a deadline or I'd have to like backtrack and fix people's fuck ups. So it's like a lot of catch up. Like this week, for instance, was a short week, but it was a god awful week. Every day was a shit show. And, and now I'm going to have my week off and hopefully don't come back to another shit show. Yeah, you can't. You're, you're trying to enjoy that week off and try to rest easy and hope that work is doing okay without you. Yeah. So last year it was me and my direct supervisor. We ran the shop. Now he has moved to another position, and I kind of am doing both his job and my job. And then the next highest ranking guy, like when I, I kind of just like tap him on the shoulder and I'm like, "You got it from here, bud." And then I go on my week off. I think that's why it's more stressful because I don't know if dude's got it or sometimes he makes some questionable decisions and then I have to, you know, explain them. Yeah, that, that that's always rough. Um, obviously, like my job's like way different than yours, um, but people uh, will look at me having the, the, the weekend off and think it's like super glorious, but it's just like, no, it's it's not that nice because um i i have this uh person who, who covers me on on the weekends and they, they do like an okay job but sometimes uh i'll walk in monday morning and have to answer questions for what the person did over the weekend and i'm just like dude i've been gone for the past two days like just chill let me try to uh you know assess the situation figure out what's going on like yeah i, I understand you're upset but i've been gone the past two days i, I don't know what happened so just let me figure it out yeah, I mean that's that's basically my first day usually is some brash questioning on why certain things happen. I don't know. Yeah, and you're like, dude, I've been gone for an entire week. Chill out. Yeah, yeah. I I can't I can't say shit like that though. <laughs> yeah. That's that's wild. But okay, when you're um, having these weeks off, um do you uh, like you know have like big plans while you're off or do you just like chill at home or do you like to travel? Cuz I feel like that's a lot of time to do stuff. So the UK is locked down right now. So I'm literally just chilling in my house. Just binge watching The Sopranos and playing guitar. It's, it's pretty much what my plans are. I'm curious because obviously um, uh, before we started recording and like we've talked in the past about um, video games. Uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious about uh, 
your setup? Because I, I know that you, you have a PC, but do you have any uh, consoles as well? So I have a PS4 and an Xbox One that I, I don't think I've used either of those in months. Pretty much since I got my uh, PC, I just haven't touched those. And I'm I'm curious about what you play on your PC because I I have a PS5 which I haven't touched since I beat Spider Man and I, I literally just play my uh, or play on my PC like like all the time. Uh, as of recent, I haven't been able to like play like nothing's kept my attention for that long. Uh, I was trying to like replay uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands just because it's. You can just play it at your own pace and do whatever you want. And I like sunk like a good ten hours into it in one weekend, and then I like haven't touched it since. I tried Cyberpunk, but like, oh man, my uh, it like it runs like shit, and my I only have I don't want to get too like nerdy on the specs, but you'll know what I mean. I only have a sixteen sixty in this little MSI prebuilt that I bought. So like, I have to like bump all the settings down, and it just looks like shit. Nothing renders. I'll like stand in front of an NPC for a good thirty seconds before their face renders. They're just blobs. So like, I kind of wasted my money on that, so I won't play it. And then I, occasionally I'll hop in whatever random shit my friends in Discord are playing, like Red Dead Online, or if they want to hear me get tilted. Scream a lot. Play Siege. I don't. I don't have like a main game that I play right now. Dude, I, I, I don't blame you when it comes to Cyberpunk because I, uh, I uh, run everything on on Max. But just the game is so buggy. Like they, they just came out with the patch yeah. like yesterday, like one point one, and I checked it out, and it seems to be running like better but still the game still is buggy because i'm like literally like sniping people and my bullets just aren't hitting them when i'm clearly shooting them in the face so just, yeah i can't yeah so i was like dude this game is like had so much potential and I, I and i'm not even like the biggest fan of those like sandbox like type games like i, I barely hit yeah i've only beat one gta in my whole life which was a gta 5 and so it's just like all right let me try this game out it looks looks awesome I uh, you know hear a lot of good things about it, but then I, I bought it and it was just a shit show. Like I I think I put like maybe like thirty hours into it, but it's just like it, and it was hard. Yeah, you got more than me. I like there was one night where I was just like putting up with the the garbage graphics, but I like mm-hmm. I got sucked into it and I was like, God, this story is fucking cool. And then I realized this has been a cutscene for thirty minutes, <laughs> and then I like didn't play it after that. Yeah, I just um, for me like when I would play for like extended periods of times, um, like my frame rate would just drop nasty. Oh yeah, it's, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, and I, I was just so confused. Cause I'm like, I'm like, I, I know this isn't like my like hardware issue. It's definitely something to do with the game because I play like so many other games where like everything's fine. And yeah, it was just so frustrating because like, it, I like the frame rate would drop so bad, and I'd be like, all right, this is weird. So like, I would have to like you know close it out and like reboot it, and then it would be fine. But I'm just like, dude, I shouldn't have to do this every like you know couple hours that I play. I wish the game would just run normal. It would happen to me during like super pivotal moments in gunfights, and my frames would drop. And yeah, I would just get so frustrated. 
Yeah, it, it, it's so bad. And like, I, I have friends who like you know push through and just just beat it just to get it over with. But for me, I'm just like, all right, let me. Like, I I, I want to wait till the game can run fine so I can try to actually yeah. enjoy it. But um, even with like the last patch that came out the other day, it's like it's still kind of buggy. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'll hey. probably I'll probably revisit it once I like build a whole new setup with. I don't know. I might get a 3080 if I can ever get my hands on one. Oh, I know. Like some something that I know will like handle it. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm in the middle of waiting because I I, I want to uh, build a new PC because like the, the one I have now is um uh, it's still fine, but uh, just knowing that there's like better hardware out there uh, for fairly decent like price. I it's got. supposed to be yeah an actual competitive price. Yeah, because um, I I have a 2070 that I bought a couple of years ago, and you know if I could get my hands on a way better graphics card for the same price that I paid for a couple of years ago, like I'm super down. Yeah, because uh, yeah, building a decent computer these days it it doesn't take too much. So, and like and honestly, like a lot of the stuff in the PC that I have now, I'm going to reuse. Like I have a you know like yeah exactly yeah all my like hard drives. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm still going to use the same case because I, I was like looking at different cases, but I'm like I don't need. I don't need another it should, case. It should fit with the 27. Like, I, I will have to get a case, because right now I have a micro. Oh, So micro. if I do any upgrading, I will get a case. And I'm curious, why do you uh, go with a micro? Uh, I've wanted a PC for so long, mm-hmm. and I just went to the, uh, the base exchange, and I was going to get a different pre-built, but they had just sold out of one. And I was like, I'm tired of fucking waiting. So I bought this one. Okay. I like looked up the specs and I was like, okay, so this won't be terrible. It'll can pretty much run every game that's out right now. I just won't be able to run shit on like max settings, which if I'm playing competitively, I don't really need it on max settings graphics wise. I just need the FPS. Yeah. yeah. I bought it so I didn't have to build it. In theory, would have less issues, but I've had some random, random shit. Like DirectX was fucked up when I first got it. I had to like use a third-party site to uninstall and reinstall it because if I tried to do it, like if I tried to uninstall it, it would say the program wasn't installed. But when I tried to install it, it would say the program is already installed, and it like wouldn't launch any of my games. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I could play Raft. <laughs> That's all I can play. Um, you, you mentioned uh, earlier that uh, you you play Valorant. Yeah, uh, I try to, but it's been like real buggy, dude. That that's like the one game that I play, and and I, I'm such an idiot because I, I I decided to boot it up uh, yesterday, and uh, that game like it always like hurts my feelings because I. I want to be. It's good. unforgiving. Yeah, it's unforgiving. I want to be good so bad, but it's just like I don't like I don't have like you know people to play with, so I just have to you know squad up with like random people and. Oh, dude, solo queuing is cancerous, and they changed it now to where you have to win ten unranked games. Pretty sure you don't just have to play because you had to play twenty, just play twenty to unlock competitive, mm-hmm. and that was fucking terrible because no one would play with me because everyone was playing ranked. Yeah, hit us up when you get into rank. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that's that's a struggle to begin with. Um, yeah, but I'm curious. Uh, um, who would you use in Valorant? 
Uh, I usually played Killjoy or Cypher. Okay. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's like I, I hadn't played in so long. So when I logged in yesterday, there was like two new uh, characters that I, I just didn't even know who the hell they were. Yeah, one of them is uh, basically Wraith from Apex. They like have a weird running teleport. Okay, and there's like some girl with like a bird. She like would throw like a phoenix out there or something. Oh yeah, that thing. It's a. It's like a flash. Yeah. Because I'm like popping in, and I, I I still just use Viper. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever used Viper. Honestly, like I just liked her character model, so I was like, all right, let me try to get good with this yeah. person. That- I think they they just recently buffed her. I'm pretty sure because she got nerfed into the ground because everyone wanted her nerfed because her smoke was too powerful. I think mm-hmm. or like her gas was too powerful, so they nerfed it, and it was basically like you had enough time to run in and defuse or plant and the smoke before you would even get close to dying. So it was like pointless. So I'm pretty sure she just got buffed, but I also haven't checked into Valor in a while. Cause I, I beef it now cause it won't run correctly. Uh, yeah, I logged in and I played like one round yesterday and I was just like, I don't even know why I'm here. This, this is not fun. So, uh, cause I, I have like the, the friends that I play with online, we, we mainly just play apex, which I, I love. I, I think that is like, uh, in my opinion, the best battle royale. So I have a lot of fun playing that with them, but it's like, I, I try to convince them to get Valorant, but it's just like, nobody wants to do it. I like I like how Apex looks. I'm not a giant fan of BRs. I've been watching my friend play competitive mm-hmm. for like the past few weeks. And I, I told him the other night, I was like, I think I'm going to try to play. But I definitely don't like, I'm not on his level because this kid's been playing competitive FPS games since he was like eight years old or some shit. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, he's <laughs> I w- he's good at it. I wish I was. Um, I, I I wish I was a, a PC gamer early on because obviously, like, I had consoles and I thought consoles were like the coolest thing. But I but I wish I was like, you know, on keyboard and mouse way back then because I I have barely been playing keyboard and mouse for like maybe maybe a year. Yeah, I just started playing keyboard and mouse. I think I bought my, I think I bought my shit in September. Yeah, because I, I I had a PC, but I was still playing everything with a controller. Like I used to play Apex with a controller, um, but the only thing that I would play keyboard and mouse was um, Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's what kind of uh, you know got me comfortable with a keyboard and mouse. And then one day I was like, all right, like I, I gotta just make the switch because I feel like it'd be way uh, uh, like my better. my crash course. Literally the first day, well, the day I got the DirectX fixed. Uh, Crash Course and Keyboard Mouse was we played Halo 3 campaign on Legendary, and that is how I learned how to play Keyboard Mouse. Oh. That and Siege. That's crazy. I... Which Siege is just an insane learning curve. I, I, I've i never played Siege, but I like watching it because I, I uh, think it's like really fun to watch because I, I like the you know how it's like super competitive. It's hard. It's hard, and like you said, you get your feelings hurt with Valorant. Some people are just, because that game came out in 2015 or 2016. It's it's almost as old as CSGO. 
which both of those games have had people playing them for so long that you just sometimes you get stomped, man. <laughs> and there's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah, like like even like even though like my friends and I are, are like pretty decent at Apex, I'm still not like super confident. Like the only time I ever feel confident like competing against anybody in like a type of game is like whenever I play fighting games. Like that's the only time where I, I feel like I'm good enough to not have to like be, be nervous yeah, or worry. I'm I'm garbage at fighting games. Dude, I I used to suck so bad. I used to get like beat down by all my friends and I was just like, "All right, this is not fun, so I'm going to learn." and get better than all of them and that's just what i did i, I just like watch like youtube videos on like how to do combos and get better and just watch like i watched like countless tournaments just to kind of see how these like top players would play and uh, kind of pick their brains and see like why they would do things in certain situations and that's how i just got better over time is just uh you know watching youtube in these tournaments and uh and yeah eventually i, I became and, and i eventually became better than all my friends and uh, it was fun, but then I kind of realized like, oh, nobody wants to play with me because um, I always beat them. So that's like the kind of like crappy aspect of it. So I just have to go play against all these random people and not my friends. Yeah, when people are good at fighting games, it's I don't know. It's it's way worse than when people are good at like FPS games because sometimes they just have bad days. Mm-hmm. I feel like every time I've played a fighting game with someone who knows what they're doing, I just get absolutely destroyed. I can't even hit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I with uh, first-person shooters, I always, I always, <laughs> I, I always uh, get too shaky because I get like all nervous when I'm getting shot up. Oh, I get nervous for Siege and Valorant. Like if I'm in a one v anything, I'm shaky. Yeah, have, have you seen that? Uh, it's like those. It's like a TikTok going around. It's like you know one v four, and then I'll show somebody like playing like super like confident, and then they'll win. And then afterwards, I'll show them like going to like drink like a you know their bottle of water or whatever, and they're like super shaky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it is, especially in like games that have like super toxic communities, like Siege. Oh, it's super toxic over there. I, I had no idea. Oh, dude, Siege is so bad. Like they hit. Like team kill galore, it's it's really fucking annoying. And it's like there's so much shit if you're new to the game, there's so many things that you don't you won't know unless someone tells you. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky enough to like start playing with a handful of guys that have been playing it. So they like told me the do's and don'ts. Cause there's like there's an operator you can use that she like puts these bulletproof uh, two way mirrors, I guess. Uh on your reinforced wall and if you you always want to leave like the wall next to it not reinforced but if you're new and you don't know that you might do it next to the mirror and it'll team kill you for it really you're just like what yeah and you're like what the fuck i I don't know what's going on yeah or sometimes people troll and they just team kill you they'll get mad because yeah you don't pull off a a 1v5 (laughs) that's so insane yeah Yeah. I, i i I experienced like, uh, you know, people being toxic, um, playing Valorant. Cause I'm like, you know, on uh, discord trying to like, you know, match up with random people. And yeah, it, it's, there's definitely some toxicity there. I generally try to play with no less than two people with me. That way we at least outnumber. Cause I'd much rather be a three stack with two randoms or a three stack mixed with a two stack. than but me and my one friend mixed with a three stack, we just, are going to bully us because we don't play how they play or you know i'm not great at the game so mm-hmm. 
and they get mad because I don't like pull off some insane play. Yeah, uh, w- w- one thing that I never experienced um, in any other games besides Valorant is I-, I feel like there's like so much like smurfing going on. Um, yeah, so that's why they did the whole you have to win ten games unranked. Mm-hmm. Is to to cut down on smurfing. Yeah, and for for people out there listening who don't know what smurfing is, that's just uh, you know somebody with like uh, you know who's highly skilled um, will come on with like a, a, a fake account and you know play with like lower ranked people. Yeah, they have such empty lives that they buy the game again just so they can bully people who aren't good at the game. Yeah, yeah, and I was, and I just never understood that. I'm like, why? Because like, you know, people are playing with me, saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm a plat one, but I'm just here to, um, you know, play with the bronzes." And I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand like the logic. Like, obviously, if you're good enough to be plat one, like, wouldn't you want to, you know, continue to get better or you know, play against? I don't. People? Yeah, I don't get it in games like Valorant or CS:GO, like with ranked, because you could just play unranked. True. Like why wouldn't you? Why I don't know. That's just a logic I don't I don't get because playing rank ranked games or games that have like ranked modes or competitive modes kind of eliminates skill based matchmaking. Which I see people like in Call of Duty will do what's called reverse boosting, so they'll purposely play awful for a handful of games, so it like bumps them down into servers with people who aren't that good, and then they'll just like pub stomp them. But yeah, I don't get it in competitive games. Yeah, I don't get it either. Uh, uh, funny you mentioned Call of Duty. Uh, I'm curious, um, do you play Call of Duty? Uh, I used to. I haven't played it in a long time. Uh, I had it a little bit on my PC, but it, it just, Modern Warfare just didn't really run that well. For some reason, it was like really uh, stuttery and glitchy. And I just kind of stopped having fun with it. It's just kind of an objectively bad game. And then with um, Battle Royales, I played Warzone with my friend Nile. Shout out Nile O'Reilly from Blind Authority. Uh, I played with him for a while. And I don't know, I just kind of like fell out of love with Battle Royales. I don't like it. It's kind of just like the same soup reheated over and over again. You'll have decent positioning and then out of nowhere, there's this dude that's just been a rat in a corner with a shotgun where you, like, die on some stupid shit, and then you just wasted all that time. Yeah, I, I played Warzone, and it, it was fine, um, but, like, it was just, like, way too shaky, and I get, like, motion sickness, so, like, I couldn't play that for, like, long periods of time, so that was, like, one reason why I, I didn't like playing it. But then also... I, I never bought into like the normal Call of Duty. So when I play with my friends and they would, you know, get like loadout drops and they would have like their full, yeah. you know, full guns, like, you know, all kitted out and stuff. And I would just be there with like basic shit. I'm like, yeah, this is not like fun. It, it, it kind of sucks. I said, like crappy gear. And yeah, I, I definitely don't like the loadout thing. I know for a, a limited time last year, they did like a BR classic mode. So there wasn't loadouts. You, I, I don't think there was loadouts. There, the gulag might have been a thing, but I'm not sure. I never mm-hmm. played it when that happened. But okay, I feel like I I definitely prefer like if I'm gonna play a BR, like you make the best of what you can find because yeah. it seems like everyone just grinds, does a contract, buys a loadout, then they're set and they just roll around and it's like, okay, what do we do now? 
Yeah. So I just gave up on it. And I honestly thought about buying the la- or the most recent Call of Duty, Black Ops. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, no. I, I was like on the fence. I was like, all right. I was like, I think this is this is the time. I'm, I'm going to buy it so I can get get a cool loadout and play with my friends. But then I was like, no. I was like, I, I don't want to fall into that trap because Call of Duty just hasn't been fun, in my opinion, for so long. So I was like, I don't want to spend all that money just to. It's also massive. It's huge. It's like 120 gigs. Yeah, that's true. That I don't want to put on my computer. <laughs> Even if I have an external, because now it's coming off of an external, so it takes forever to load. Dude, I have like four hard drives on my computer, and it's kind of annoying. I just have this little 500 gigabyte SSD. And that's it. I need to replace it. Get a bigger one. Yeah, I have. Hold on, I have to count. So I have uh, three 500 gig SSDs, and then I just have like this uh, one terabyte um, like hard disk drive that I've had for so long. I'm so, I, and honestly, I'm surprised that this like this hard drive is still going because it, it. I've seriously had it since like I think like maybe like early 2009 so i'm just i'm surprised that it's still writing and reading like as well as it has been yeah but i just wish i was like i just wish i would pull the trigger and get like a you know two terabyte ssd but that's just like so expensive it is and i just you know go on those deep Reddit threads where people are like, don't buy the two terabyte ones, buy two one terabyte ones because it goes faster some shit. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know. You always find like four articles each way on how to do things in the PC world. Yeah, that's why I, I just try to like, there's like um, three guys that I follow for like the PC world. So I'm like, all right, like, I feel like, like their opinions are pretty, pretty well balanced. So I, I, I just like to watch them. Um, it's like uh, two guys from California, uh, uh, Paul's Hardware and Kyle Bitwit. I'm not sure if you've, if you've ever heard of them. I haven't, no. Okay, I'll, I'll send you some links there. I'm pretty knowledgeable, and they always constantly doing like computer builds just to give you like ideas. And, um, and watching their videos like taught me how to build a computer because like I had no idea what the fuck I was doing until I watched them on YouTube. And then there's this guy. Um, he, he's out of Canada. He has like a, like a whole company. His name's uh, Linus Tech Tips. Yeah, he's a meme. Yeah, <laughs> good old Linus. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. He, he does some like pretty interesting videos, but I like but I like watching his stuff. I feel like he does like some pretty in depth like reviews and gives like some great insight. Yeah, I need to check it out before I do my next build. I think because I know like the stock of everything is just so fucked right now, and I'm gonna be moving. I'm just gonna slow roll it. And I'm not gonna like compromise on areas. So stick to what graphics card I want and what CPU I want. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's such an, so inv- on and so forth. It, it, it's such an investment. So I, I feel like for, um, for you, um, you should get what you want. Cause um, you know, if, if you get good parts, they'll last, um, you know, yeah. like a good amount of time. And especially now, cause like things are so far in advance. It's not like, it's not like the uh, t- turnover rates, like, you know, as fast as it used to be. Well, it's it's super unpredictable because they announce the consoles and then 
you see all the articles, it was like, is this the death of gaming PCs now that consoles can compete? And then NVIDIA was like, oh, by the way, we did this. And they cost this much. And it just completely pushed shit even further. Which was cool. I just wish NVIDIA, you know, had a handle on their, their stock. Yeah, because you know they said uh, those um, new, like, 30 series cards aren't going to be like readily available to like April. Yeah. They're my friend, uh, Rolando, the one that plays apex. He just got his 37 in and he bought it. Oh, he got one. Yeah. He bought it like four or five months ago. He like used, um, he bought it on the UK side. So he spent like $700 on a 3070 after, um, the, uh, exchange rate, but he used some like, stock finders discord notification thing so like as soon as a website had stock it like popped up and he immediately bought it yeah i was down at the uh, there's like a pretty good um computer parts store um out here called micro center so yeah i was about, i was about to ask if micro center is over there because i see random posts where people are like look what i found on the shelf and it's like a 3060 ti or a 3070 yeah that's like maybe like 20 minutes from where I live. Cause that's uh, technically in, I think Tustin, uh, Tustin orange area. And that's like, yeah, like 15, 20 minutes from where I live. So, and that's like a really good store. They, they have uh, so much crap in there. It's awesome. Yeah. You should definitely just meander on over there. You might find something. Stumble upon it. But um, also the last time I, I was going to go in there to get some more Ram, but they were uh, under, uh, they're doing a deep cleaning so mm. it, it was closed for for like two weeks or some some weird shit. So I was like, "Damn it!" Someone must have someone must have caught COVID. Caught COVID. Oh man, um, that's crazy. Uh, it's have you been saved from COVID or have you gotten it? Uh, I I got it twice last year. Twice. That's what, that's what my doctor is saying. I like got real sick, and I kept going to the doctor. This was like right before it. You know, fully engulfed the UK, uh-huh. uh, and they just kept. They did like a strep test, and they were like, "Yeah, it's viral," because my strep test came back negative. And I was like, "Okay, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Because I can't move, and everything hurts, and I feel like I'm gonna die." And they just told me to like rest, <laughs> and then I got better for a good like, I don't know, like a month, maybe, maybe two months, and then it happened again. And this was after COVID had like engulfed. So they gave me a COVID test and then they did blood work. And uh, the initial test came back negative, but they did blood work and I had the antibodies. So they were like, you either have had it or have it now. And I was like, okay, so there we go. Now I'm vaccinated though. I got vaccinated like two weeks ago. Which one did you take? Do you know? Uh, Moderna. Okay, and uh, did you because um, that one you have to get multiple uh, doses, right? Yes, I'm supposed to get my second shot in like two weeks, but we'll see if they have it. I uh, overheard a conversation. I don't know if I was supposed to hear or not. We don't even have them right now. <laughs> we ran out, right. so hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully they come in so I get my second shot. <laughs> What the hell? That's crazy. And, yeah, because like you show up and they're oh sorry, we're 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 sold out right now. Yeah, they'll they'll email me if they don't have it and then they'll reschedule. But 
So uh, the fact that you've had it, you're vaccinated, does that make you feel a, a little better about the whole situation? Because obviously um, it, it's still an issue, but, uh, you know, since you're a, a little more uh, protected you know, yourself now, like, does that make you just feel like a little better about the whole situation? Um, better how, like, less afraid? Yeah. Uh, for me, yeah, it's just like it affects people so weirdly. Some people don't really get sick. They just lose their taste and smell. Some people get put in the fucking hospital and it's, you never know. You're not, you don't know what you're going to get. Some people are asymptomatic completely. That's, that's what I find really fucked up and weird. I wish more people would take it serious just because there's, there's long lasting effects. So like if things were to keep spiraling out of control and it doesn't get, you know, handled, there's a possibility that they don't let me leave. So, like, I won't be able to move when I'm supposed to move because that's what happened last year. There are people that were supposed to leave in May and April, and they didn't leave until, like, August or September. So there's, like, long... There's there's a lot of effects, a lot of reactions to not taking the shit serious. Yeah, so, it's it's strange to me that people don't take it serious because I live it's out here. It's so infuriating. Yeah, I, so, I out here in Southern California, dude. Our our numbers are insane. Like I, I follow the uh, like this local paper, the Orange County Register, and every day they're like, all right, um, here's like you know uh, today X amount of uh, new deaths and X amount of uh, you know new cases, and it's just like these numbers. Like you look at how high these numbers are, and you're like, holy shit, this is just. Like a, like you know new deaths and new cases today like this is insane. Yeah, it's it's alarming how horribly we as humans have reacted to this. Yeah, it it definitely is it it definitely is a like a like a, a weird like thing to to see so many people just not really care or you know or people who are like saying that it's a it's a hoax and it's just like no people yeah the the hoax people make me so mad yeah it's a it's frustrating my uh my daughter's mother and implied that it was a fake virus to me on one occasion and that was i try to keep my cool when i speak with her Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really hard. She's also anti-vaccine, so that's oh, that's scary. Well, I mean, I, I told her I was like, you know, schools are going to require they already require vaccines, and there's nothing you can do about it. But I'm vaccinated. Yeah. Sophia's going to get vaccinated, and that's just how things are going to be. Yeah. Wait. So did she think like we're getting like microchips put in us or something? Or like what? <laughs> no, she. Uh, luckily, it's not that far. Okay. Okay. She referenced. A nurse passing out uh, when they got the shot. No, oh, the one so on I, TV. Yeah, so I looked it up. Uh, there's an interview with that nurse mm-hmm. saying that she had a pre-existing condition where uh, basically the way her body reacts to pain is like tenfold to everyone else and she'll pass out. Yeah. And that's what it was. And it had nothing to do with whatever. So I found this interview. Right. So I can't remember what state it's in. But it's literally just like the local town news yeah. that this woman is, you know, interviewed for. And I send this clip to uh, uh, my ex, and she immediately goes, 
this is false. Like, basically, like, saying it's fake news. And I was like, oh, man. It's literally the person you're talking about. Yeah. Right. It's like you went and did the research to, you know, show her that, hey, like, that's not why she she passed out. Dude, she, uh, she falls in line with all of that shit, man. She's a back the blue GOP Trump supporter. That blows my mind. Yeah, it's uh, it does to me too, because that's not the person <laughs> I met mm-hmm. forever ago. She like morphed into some weird creature. I'm curious, uh, what was it like for you being like overseas, like during like you know this like uh, you know past election here, and with like even with like the um, you know Joe Biden being like you know the inauguration the other day. Uh, what what's it like being out there? So I'm not like out and about as of recent because everything's locked down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's pretty fucking embarrassing to have who we had as our, you know, global representative. And you'd, you'd have the occasional people that, you know, can't for some reason differentiate the fact that I am not, you know, friends with the president. I can't just call Donnie up and be like, Hey, can you calm the fuck down? And I would, like I didn't fucking vote for the guy, mm-hmm. but you'd get the people who are like, so how are you going to let him do this, or how are you going to let him do that? Yeah, what, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah, it's like it's not it's not it's not me who's letting him do anything. It's like I'm not the only person. Yeah, that's wild. Luckily, I don't I don't have too many people that like getting my shit about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad because like I, I can't imagine because obviously like here, uh, you know, uh, well. Um, you probably don't know because you're you're over there, but like here, it was just like you know things are, got so heated uh, with the whole like you know uh, uh, election uh, you know being fraud and all that BS, everything weird that was going on. Yeah. Um, so when all of that really came to a head, people in my little building and little room, I work in a room with the windows. It's like a little. It's safe, basically. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sucks. But um, you're just trapped with these people all day. Mm-hmm. And a good majority of them, like, we all pretty much would be, like, a little bit left of center or centrist or the occasional, I'm a lifelong conservative Republican, but I do not agree with what's going on right now. And then there was the, the people who, like, defend certain things that are said or actions and uh, right when all of the election fully got called those people that generally would defend the previous administration uh, they got real silent they didn't really talk a lot so I don't know uh, and I wasn't going to ask because I just didn't I didn't want to hear the insanity but I've been lucky enough to not have people be too ridiculous or we just won't like it'll get, it'll start getting heated and then we'll have to go, okay we're like we're in uniform right now we're not talking about this shit mm-hmm. get to work I'm just curious about this um this room that you're in with no windows I I used to think that like not having windows isn't a big deal because like the last place that I lived my room didn't have any windows and bro it fucks you up yeah and I I I didn't realize how much like it actually messed with me like mentally because like I'd be like kind of sitting around I'm like wait. 
I don't know what time it is because like uh you know I, I can't tell if the sun's still out or what so like i would have to walk outside to see um, it's real bad in the winter here mm-hmm. because the sun goes down early as fuck and it doesn't come up until like later in the morning so unless i leave and like go get lunch or go like run an errand on base in the middle of the day i don't see the sun so it's, it's really weird. It just feels like it's dark all the time. That is strange. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awful. But yeah, it's no windows. Uh, lock on the door like a cipher lock. And is there, Stuff happens. <laughs> Stuff happens in the room. Is there a reason why there's no windows? Yeah. Um, security. Oh, okay privacy type stuff stuff that you kind of mentioned before like things i can't talk about Mm -hmm. got it got it i'm I'm curious uh like what kind of food do you eat um eat out there um board dude food here is not good so i usually just cook for myself or get food from off base or on base so like we have a taco bell on base and Ooh. This other spot that's basically just you can either get a pita or you can get like rice bowls. And then we have like food trucks come on base that are pretty decent. That's crazy. Taco Bell. Are there yeah, are, are there Taco Bells in Richmond? In Richmond? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. I've I've never been there, so I was curious because I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure Taco Bell is uh, national. Yeah. Okay. Because my my whole vision of Taco Bell is always like skewed because like their headquarters are out based out here in um, uh, Orange County. So oh. yeah. So it's like normal for, for me to see Taco Bell, but um, I, I, I normally don't hear like people, especially people in the UK, talk about Taco Bell. So uh, I, no. So this is like on base. So mm-hmm. You have to be able to get on base. To- eat there damn it's it's not as good it's it's like a a diet taco bell basically (laughs) a diet taco bell that's that's comedy um yeah taco bell is crazy because i I know um what's like you know i don't drink or anything but in like las vegas they have like these crazy taco bells where they serve like alcohol and like you can like really yeah it it gets wild that's that's one of my potential destinations is vegas dude I I have some friends out there. Um, I, I I'm not sure if you know anybody out there, but um, I don't. Okay, I'll have to link you up with some cool people out there if you uh, get sent out there. I'm hopefully hearing. God, what is the day? I should hear hopefully in the next two weeks. If not, by the 13th of February. Okay, so now I'm curious. You, you mentioned you might be getting sent to Nevada. Is there a chance you get sent to Area 51? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> by trade, I am a helicopter mechanic. So I can only go where helicopters are at. Okay, so you're saying you know there's no helicopters over in Area 51? I don't know for sure. I've never been told. Oh, man. But- Okay, uh, hypothetically, if if you get sent to Area Fifty One, like, would you be like low-key nervous, or like, how, how do you think you would react? Uh, I would try to deny it, man, because I feel like I'd have to uh, 
disappear to work there. Oh yeah, that's true because there's just uh, too many secrets, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. I also don't have a top secret clearance, which I'm pretty sure you would need, and I don't want to go through the process of getting top secret clearance. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I'm just curious, excited to ask because I'm always fascinated about um, aliens and UFOs. You know. I think they uh they're supposed to be publishing stuff about that. Yeah, because uh, they had um, in uh, that last bill, like like in 180 days, they had to release all the information that they have. So, yeah, some shit like that. I'm just kind of curious. I'm like, all right, 180 days, get to meet some aliens. That should be There's a galactic good. federation, man. You didn't see that shit that uh, that one dude said said that there's a galactic federation. And- Trump knew about it and was waiting to tell America but then COVID happened or some crazy shit. I didn't read the whole article. Uh, I just saw that he said all the, the world governments have been contacted by aliens and there is a galactic federation or something. That's crazy. I think I might have missed that one. Like The last thing I heard was uh, when Alex Jones was talking about uh, interdimensional uh, child molesters. Oh my god. Alex Jones just... Um, he lost, I don't know if it's financial aid or something happened. Some court order got uh, pushed through where all the families of Sandy Hook and you know anyone else that has suffered from his toxic platform can sue him into the ground. Damn. That's so I, don't, I don't know if you've heard all the abhorrent shit he's done, but he's playing a character and the problem is that his his fan base might not recognize that it's a character. Not might. They do not recognize that it's a character, so he kind of perpetuates these conspiracy theories, one of which was Sandy Hook was a hoax. Which caused parents of kids that you know were killed during that tragedy to have to move because they're getting harassed so they can't even visit their kids gravesite because they'll get fucked with by idiots that believe it was a fucking fbi hoax to try to take your guns away yeah it was all put together by obama yeah so i i thought alex jones was funny because like i'd seen clips of him and like you know there's the famous thing where he's like they're turning the frogs gay (laughs) yeah yeah and then I like someone else showed me like, hey, you might want to see some of this other shit he's done because he's kind of a piece of shit. And I was like, yeah, he's an absolute piece of shit. So hopefully he gets sued into the ground and we never hear about him again. Yeah, the only time I ever hear about him is when he's on Joe Rogan because uh, I, I never followed um, Infowars, but I would still see people like repost his stuff just to talk crap about him. But after he, yeah. got, after he got deplatformed, I, I you know, never saw anything. But uh, the only time I ever hear him speak is when he was on Joe Rogan. But that's that's crazy because uh yeah of all those families get together and sue them it's a lot of money yeah deplatforming is not enough because he still finds ways yeah because uh even though he's not on twitter or facebook I, I i know he still has his website he has his website he had his youtube channel i don't know if it's permanently shut down it got shut down for a little bit but i think I think he just went through and removed the videos where he talks about specific things that he got told to stop talking about and then he was able to bring it back up. I don't know. I didn't really get into it. Yeah. I know he was banned at one point. Yeah. Just like 
a lot of stuff they talked about it just it, it, it sounds so crazy i'm just like i don't want to go do the research i'm just gonna just listen to it and uh, try not to take it too serious the insane thing is he'll say shit like they're putting chemicals in the water to turn frogs gay and there's people that believe it yeah i'm just like well, how, how do we know if frogs are gay yeah exactly how do we know and why do we care yeah it makes that makes no sense to me but how do we get to alex jones now i'm just thinking about how do we get here i don't know either i had the same thought <laughs> but okay well i i hope uh you get stationed uh somewhere nice wherever you get to next i, I hope you're able to uh, get out of the UK uh, safely and you know, get back to the United States. Yeah, good old US of A, where I can take right turns on red, pay for gas at the pump. You know, important things. Um, wait, where do you pay for your gas? So I don't want to pay off base prices because they're through the roof. Uh-huh. You'd like, you pump and then you go stand in line and pay. Oh, so you, you have to go in and pay like it's it's really not a big deal but it is one thing that i forget about and then i'll, I'll visit because i usually was visiting about once a year for the last three years uh-huh. uh, i always forget and then we'll like stop to get gas people pay and then start pumping what, the f- what? it's like backwards and then also rights on red freak me out i never know what side of the road to drive on anymore so, uh, you own a vehicle out there? Yeah, I've owned a lot. I was a the car jock. Damn. Yeah, I I, I can't imagine what it's like driving out there. Like, how long did it take you to actually like adjust to driving out there? Oh, uh, it's surprisingly not that long. The hardest thing was just kind of like getting your placement on the road, but mm-hmm. driving right hand drive. Really wasn't that hard. Even I drive manual, so even that I thought was going to be rough because now I'm shifting with my left hand as opposed to my right. Dude, it it was pretty natural. That I didn't skip a beat on. It was really just like knowing where I'm at on the road and not you know running into curbs and stuff. And then one of my cars is American spec, so I drive on the left side of the road on the left side of the car, which kind of sucks sometimes if I'm on like a back country road because the road dude the roads here are tiny it's it's pretty bad like I got my mirror clip the other day that's crazy when you uh, eventually come back are, are you gonna ship your cars back or are you gonna just sell them before you leave um the American one I might bring back with me I might sell it I would like to sell it and start a new. Uh, I'm on the wave of just leaving most of the shit that I have accrued here and my time here here, not bringing it back. Like I kind of want to just like get back to the states, start anew, get my daughter, and like that's my new square one. And then it's just her and I against the world. Hell yeah! Well, that's that's awesome, man. I I, I hope, like I said, I, I hope you get back here. Um, you know. Whenever you can, and not get trapped out there because of uh, COVID. We should be good now that I'm vaccinated, and I have enough time. May, May is like the earliest I can leave May first. 
So, uh, uh, something has to go horribly wrong for me to get stuck here. It's those damn aliens. Hopefully, they don't do anything crazy. Uh, bro. If I die in England, I'm gonna fist fight God. <laughs> okay, uh, I would. I, I'd be very upset if you did uh, die out there. Hopefully, uh, th- that doesn't happen. Because uh, no, it's not. It's not happening. I'm coming back. Yeah, I, w- I want you to get back here safe. I want to see a youngest sunset. I, I want to, you know, uh, want to see a lot out of you and the stuff you have going on. Yeah, hopefully, we can we can get shows happening again. Hell yeah! That's that's the first step. Shows happening again, then the youngest sun player shows. Yeah, <laughs> but just the, the thought of a, a show happening just seems so far off which is so weird, you know? Yeah, for real. It's it's a little far-fetched. The first the first few are going to be weird. It's going to Yeah, it's going to be real weird. I hope not. I feel like if 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 a show is able to happen like, you know, safely, like, you know, COVID's not as intense as it is now. Yeah. It'll be weird, but it won't like it's not a weird that you can't get over. You know what I mean? Like, you'll just it's kind of one of those moments like, holy fuck, like I haven't done this in however many months. Yeah. It's going to be like, oh, people are touching me. This is, this is strange. <laughs> I, I remember, yeah. Uh, I remember the first time I was in like a big crowd since like the whole like pandemic happened. I was like a little like, I felt like just a, like kind of nervous. It's like, oh wow, there's like just people around. This is something I haven't experienced in a while. So. Yeah. When I was flying home, I like got to the airport and I was like, what the fuck? Why are there so many people out? Dude, I, I went to uh, Disney World in October and like all my friends who had gone before me, uh, they're yeah, like it's like super dead because of COVID, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, cool. Like this is going to be nice. I can get to go and experience the park when it's not busy. And dude, at, at that point, like Florida had, uh, I, I think the governor had left the uh, capacity up to the business's discretion. So like Disney was advertising that they are only at 25% capacity, which was like bullshit. Cause when I, I got there and I'd been to Disney world before the pandemic. Um, so like, I, I know what the park feels like when it's, uh, you know, pretty full, like obviously way more than 25% capacity. And when I yeah. was there, there were so many people. I was like, this is, this is not what I was expecting. This is like, it's not even like, you know, pandemic season anymore. Like nobody cares. Like there's so many people there. It, it was insane. Yeah, it uh, it definitely didn't feel like anything was different when I was back home. It felt pretty normal. Yeah, especially out in the countryside because no one wears masks and they look at you weird when you go in a gas station with a mask on. That's how it was. Um, <laughs> when I was in Florida, we were uh, at the local Target, like across from our resort, and like people just walking around with no masks. And I was like, "Oh, this is this is what it's like out here. Nobody cares." Yeah, it's. I'm like I'm like used to it now. I don't even mind. I've never minded the mask. Yeah, I, I, I wear it because like I, I want us to get through this, you know. Like, yeah, because uh, obviously, like it, it, it helps. Uh, it, it's never been an issue for me. Well, obviously, it was weird in the very beginning when I, I never wore one before, but now it's just like, you know, been wearing one for so long, it's not that big of a deal to me. Yeah, I have like 
little panic attacks when I'm not wearing one and I go in places. Oh, fuck. Where's that? Yo, dude. I, I walked into a grocery store one time because uh, like I had just gotten off work and I, I just stopped on my way home. I, I just was going to grab like, you know, like a soda or some weird shit. And like, I just walked in and I forgot my mask and I didn't realize I wasn't wearing my mask until I was like checking out and people were staring at me weird. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm not wearing my mask. They probably think I'm an anti-masker. And I was just like, fuck, I, I felt like such a piece of shit, but it was just like, yeah, it was just like this thing where I just ran in to grab a soda and I, I, I didn't even think about it. And I, I completely forgot. And I just felt like such an asshole. Yeah. Luckily I haven't, I haven't forgot. People are pretty, uh, pretty good about it on base and like the stores and stuff. Occasionally at work, we have to, if, if we can't space out in the room, we have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wear mine at work, which is fine. Cause I just don't want to talk to anybody either. So I'm like, yeah, stay away from me. Yeah. We, we use radios and, uh, phones a lot. That's when it gets frustrating. Mm-hmm. Trying to call over a radio with the mask on. Yeah, you sound a little, little muffled, or the people can tell you sound yeah. a little different. Yeah, it's just a little more garble. <clears throat> well, Jake, this is this has been awesome. I'm I'm stoked that uh, you're down to come on the podcast. I was stoked to be on. Uh, I don't know how I ended up where I ended up, but. Yeah, me either, but uh, that's just part of the whole fun. Uh, I, I just like having these conversations, uh, especially with uh, you know people who I'm, I'm a fan of. I Like I said before, huge fan of um, Youngest Son. I can't wait to see what you guys do in the future. But before we sign off, is there anything you want to say or shout out? Uh, just shout out Sam Dyerly and uh, Jamie Davis. All right. Well, I'm sure with it. Well, seriously, thank you again for, for coming on. I, I definitely appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, this has been awesome and fun, and we'll be back soon. 